Maine's Big Z, 92.7 and 105.5. Getting you through it on a Monday morning, September 11th. Senator Libby joins us this morning. She's sort of done with the legislature for the year, but sort of not. So how does that whole thing work? And good right. morning. Good morning to you. Thank you. Um, so the legislature adjourned back in uh, early August. It was the longest legislative session in history. Um, but our work sort of still continues. I serve on a number of uh, committees up there. And so um, one of the groups I work with is the Government Oversight Committee. And uh, we have been, over the last year or so, taking a look at some of the various tax breaks that Maine offers to uh, incentivize new business development. And we really want to try and figure out if our business uh, tax incentives, tax breaks, and those sorts of things are uh, doing what we intend for them to do, that is to attract uh, investment from outside of the state of Maine so that companies set up shop here and create good-paying jobs. Uh, one of the reports we uh, received a couple of weeks ago was on the so-called Pine Tree Zone Tax Incentive Program. Um, this was a program established under Governor Baldacci, and basically what it says is, is uh, if you come and set up shop in Maine and you meet certain criteria, we will give you a break on your main state income tax, a break on your main state sales tax, and often a break on your property tax. So if you add all that up, that could be a pretty significant um, tax savings. And unfortunately, what we found is that there's very little correlation between giving the tax breaks and new businesses coming to set up shop. In fact, one of the questions we ask and we do not have an answer to is, would the business have come here anyway? And are they just getting uh, a tax break for a tax break's sake? I think that that's a difficult question to uh, ask because uh, a lot of main companies pay all of the taxes that are due to them. And if we're giving certain breaks to certain companies for no tangible, identifiable reason, um, I think that's a real problem. And that's what the, the Pine Tree Zone uh, looks to be uh, is a tax break for tax break's sake and, and not exactly tied to job creation. Now, um, the uh, that sounds like something, obviously, that needs to be looked at, because you're right, you can't really pick and choose, I guess. it's not a, To me, it's, it's almost a little bit of a fairness issue. Like, okay, well, you, you happened to get in when the economy was a little bit light, so you get to pay less taxes than the people that have been here the whole time. So it's kind of like when you join a cable company, and like they offer all these great new rates to subscribers, and then when it's time for you to renew, they're like, yeah, well, um, this is your price now. I mean, yeah. it's... It's a very similar sort of thing, so I can. Uh, it's it's a feeling you've you've been subscribed to the cable company for years, right? And in the mail, you get that nineteen ninety nine a month offer mm -hmm. for a year, and it's like, what have I been doing? I've been yeah. a loyal customer. Yeah. What do I get? What yeah. do I get out of this? Right. Um, there's always uh, it's always interesting when when PACs can involve political action committees. Uh, Andre Cushing is a state senator from Newport. Uh, Republican assistant majority leader. He had some issues lately where uh, the, the, the PAC was taking money from the family business and his family business was taking money from the PAC. I know financial uh, campaign financials and PAC financials are really confusing and it just seems to be best to leave everything separate. This all seems pretty odd. What, what, what's your take on this? <clears throat> right. So this is a, a very strange example of a member of leadership really um, blurring the lines between their personal family business and their political activities. So Senator Cushing operates a, a political action committee, and it looks, based on the reports from various media and the Maine Ethics Commission, that um, 
Senator Cushing uh, made uh, cash contributions to his business from his PAC. So political donations have been funneled through his PAC and then onto the family business to support operations. And then it doesn't <clears throat> exactly look like all of that money came back from the business to the PAC. So is that a loan or a partial gift? Um, there are other concerns around his reporting of contributions. So he received a number of contributions from interests, uh, you know, uh, business and otherwise, from in-state and out-of-state. Um, those contributions didn't show up in his reports for his PAC, and so it gives the impression that he's not being totally honest with um, who's funding his political activities. I think what's unfortunate here is that the state law governing uh, PAC expenditures is um, basically nil. Uh, there, there's no real regulation on what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do with these funds. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a, a challenge here because Senator Cushing has, I guess, rectified the situation, chalking it up to, well, I just filed my reports late. Um, and, and if that's the excuse, if you can do anything with your PAC funds and then just, you know, sort of get caught later on and say, oh, my mistake, I'm, I need to file an amended report, doesn't seem like we're operating with the best sets of rules and regulations. So, um, you know, I think this is a concern. I, I know folks really get uh, frustrated with money in politics, and it's one of those things that universally is despised. I think we've got to do something different here. I mean, we've got to we've got to figure out a way to um, beef up the regulations so that you know legislators or whomever can't take advantage of a system that's intended to be, you know, political in nature and not not be used for your family business or your home renovations or fixing your car or whatever. Talking with State Senator Nate Libby, we'll have more from him on the way. Coming up, we'll talk about the race for governor, talk about the race for uh, second uh, the northern second congressional district, also talk about Lewiston politics as well. We'll also remember 9-11 because, well, that is today. 815, 58 degrees, it's Maine's Big Z, 927, 1055. Harry Styles, Two Ghosts means Big Z, 92.7, Getting you through it on a Monday morning, September 11th. We'll talk a little bit about that on the way. State Senator Nate Libby is here with us. Race for governors getting started super soon. number of people who've uh, thrown their hat in the, in the ring here. Um, I like how you've done this. It goes D-R-I-L. It's like you're drilling down a little <laughs> bit. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about some of the folks that have announced or are planning to announce, and it's kind of unofficially, officially that they're announcing. So we've got on the Republican side, it, it, for <clears throat> many months, uh, Mary Mayhew, the former commissioner of the Department of Health and Human Services under Paula Page, had been the only announced candidate in the Republican uh, primary for governor. Last week, we saw a flurry of activity, though, in um, Senator Garrett Mason of Lisbon Falls, um, preparing to announce a run for governor. Um, tragically, uh, just seriously tragically, his mother passed away the night before he was set to announce his um, candidacy for governor, a, a total shock to all of us who serve in the state Senate with him. And we um, send our heartfelt condolences to him. And a number of us have uh, called, text message, sent cards. Uh, the funeral is uh, coming up this week. And so a number of us will be going um, to that. So in any event, Senator Mason has postponed his announcement for governor. Meanwhile, um, House Minority Leader Ken Fredette uh, of Newport 
Um, a uh, strong ally of Governor LePage has announced his candidacy for governor. Um, I think it'll be interesting here because both Mary Mayhew and Ken Fredette are going to, I think, try to claim the mantle of um, staying the course during the LePage administration. Um, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how Republican primary voters react to the two of them. We would expect Republican primary voters overwhelmingly support Governor Paula Page, so it'll be certainly a battle uh, between those two to see who can uh, get those votes. And then outside of those three uh, candidates, we also have Senator Susan Collins, who's um, sort of still hanging around there. I think she has indicated that she will make a decision um, at the end of this month, uh, by the end of this month, on whether she will run for governor. Um, I think for her, it's an interesting calculation. Her seniority in um, the U.S. Senate will uh, continue to increase, particularly after this next election. I think she will get up into the something like the 15th most senior member of the U.S. Senate, which is not insignificant. Uh, the last time we had somebody in that position, I think it was uh, Senator George Mitchell. So I think Sen uh, Senator Collins will be weighing um, her work in Washington uh, versus coming back to Maine, serving as chief executive. She's indicated She's interested in working on some economic development uh, initiatives, and certainly there's uh, a lot more influence you can have on those sorts of things if you are uh, the state's chief executive. And then finally, we've got uh, Congressman Bruce Poliquin, um, who you know I don't know has made any uh, serious signals about running for governor, but is a name that uh, is floated when I have conversations with my Republican colleagues. Interesting. That's very interesting. And I'd be very interested if he, uh, if he popped out of that, uh, popped out of that race. Um, yeah, no, quite a, quite a few folks. Um, race for U.S. Congress uh, in the second congressional district. We'll talk about that coming up. Um, speaking of uh, Congressman Poliquin, also we're talking about Lewiston politics as well. State Senator Nate Libby joins us each month here on the Breakfast Club. We'll have more with him on the way. On Maine's Big Z. 92.7 and 105.5 on your radio dial. State Senator Nate Libby continues with us now. We've touched on quite a few things. Talked about uh, the Government Oversight Committee and talked about PACs and not Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. Totally different PACs. Also talked about the race for governor. Now we're going to talk about the uh, U.S. Congress uh, race here. Maine's Northern 2nd Congressional District. Uh, more interesting recently, Jared Golden of Lewiston joins a primary field of at least two other Democrats looking to face off with uh, Bruce Poliquin next year. Um, what, what's your take on this one uh, that's coming up? Right, so <clears throat> I, uh, I was really happy to see uh, my colleague from Lewiston, Jared Golden, uh, announce his candidacy for the 2nd Congressional District. He would be, as you said, in a primary um, among other Democrats. Uh, to go against Poliquin next next fall. Um, Representative Golden is, uh, like myself, a Bates College graduate, like myself, a native Mainer. Um, he's currently the assistant majority leader of the Maine House. Um, and importantly, he's a uh, veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps, uh, having served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, he's got a pretty impressive resume. He's a very uh, decent fellow, humble, smart, uh, well-spoken um, so I think uh, a lot of us, particularly in the Lewiston area, are very excited to see him running for uh, Congress. And uh, Congressman Poliquin, on the other hand, you know, I think might really have a 
a challenge if, if Representative Golden is uh, the Democratic nominee. Uh, Congressman Poliquin has taken a, quite a bit of heat around his votes on uh, health care reform legislation. You know, as a lot of us know, that's a, a fairly unpopular uh, position to take. You know, Obamacare is uh, part of uh, our political discourse in this country, but when uh, most Americans start going through the various pieces of Obamacare and learning that those are um, in a position to be cut, uh, you know, repeal efforts then become very unpopular. So I think Congressman Poliquin has uh, some liability uh, when it comes to his reelection next year in terms of Obamacare, um, the impact it'd have on rural uh, northern district hospitals and that sort of thing. So Representative Golden, I think, is a pretty strong candidate to take on Congressman Poliquin. But um, as everybody knows, taking down an incumbent is very, very, very challenging. So it'll be interesting to watch as this unfolds. Certainly will be. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, Lewiston politics always exciting. Let's start with Mayor. Um, of course, Ben Chin running again. Also, uh, quite a crowded field. Uh, I know Shane Bouchard I know him personally uh, on the re- on the uh, Republican side. I've known him for years. I went to school with him, for goodness sake. Um, it's weird. He looks exactly the same now as he did back then, too, which is really <laughs> strange. Let's talk a little bit about the about that one as uh, folks line up to uh, replace uh, Mayor McDonald. Sure. Um, so it looks like there are three, three main candidates in the race for mayor. There's a couple others. Uh, one is uh, Charlie Soule, who's a perennial candidate. And we're, I, <clears throat> we're not going to spend any time talking about him, but... Um, basically, there's a there's a, a strong Democrat, strong Republican, strong Independent in the race for mayor. Um, uh, for the Democratic side, it's uh, Ben Chin uh, came very close two years ago to winning uh, the race against Mayor McDonald. Um, he's running again. I'd say he's running a much more low key campaign. I know he's spending a lot, a lot of time doing face to face door knocking. You start to see his signs pop up over town, um, and uh, this time around, uh, Ben is focusing. You know, a large part of his attention on the uh, drug epidemic and trying to come up with solutions for that. Um, on the Republican side, uh, just last week announced uh, Shane Bouchard, um, Maddie's uh, high school chum, uh, <laughs> is running uh, as well. He's served on the city council for a few years now. I think he is seeking to tap into that um, conservative Republican uh, block of voters that exist in a Lewiston mayoral election. Um, and then on the independent side, you've got uh, Mark Kayer. He's uh, served six years on the Lewiston City Council. He's been council president. Um, as an independent, I think he's trying to f- carve out that middle ground. Um, folks who you know are interested in um, housing, economic development, um, public safety, and that sort of thing. Um, so it is an interesting uh, crowd. Uh, Mayor Bob McDonald is uh, term limited, so he's not running again. So. We will definitely have a new mayor of Lewiston come next year, and uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably one of these three that we rattled off is going to be the next mayor. We'll have one more segment with Senator Libby on the way. It's 843, 60 degrees, Maine's Big Z, 92.7, It's Monday, September 11th. State Senator Nate Libby wraps up with us here in the final segment. We talked to... About everything political, I think we can we can knock out here. Um, today is 9-11. Hard to believe it was 16 years ago today, and there's a memorial ceremony happening today in Lewiston. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So uh, my public service announcement, there are folks uh, gathering today at 9.30 at Lewiston Central Fire Station. Um, if anyone out there has the day off or 
has some time this morning, uh, please stop in. The ceremony starts at 9.30. Um, it'll be led by Lewiston Firefighters Association and Fire Chief Brian Stockdale. At 9.58, there'll be a moment of silence. Um, at 9.59, uh, that's the note that the uh, time of the South Tower collapse. Um, there'll be a flag presentation and then remarks from uh, dignitaries. So that's at uh, 9.30 this morning at uh, the Central Fire Station in downtown Lewiston. And then uh, next time we meet Maddie, we could probably talk about all kinds of different stuff, but uh, I think next month we should talk about the corrupt casino referendum. Mm. Um, I think that'll be important for folks to have a little back, uh, background on. There's Medicaid expansion, uh, the merger of Lewis and Auburn, um, and then we've got all those local elections. So um, we'll have plenty to talk about next time. Sounds like we're going to have a lot of things uh, to touch on next time, Senator. Thank you very much for uh, joining us today on, uh, on, a, on a day that will long live in infamy here uh, across the world. We'll have more on the way. If you missed any of this interview, you can catch it on demand after the show at the all-new Mains Big Z. Dot com. It's Maine's Big Z, 92.7, 105.5. You're listening to The Breakfast Club. I'm here till 10.